Hello, and welcome to the Get Lean and Eat Clean podcast. My name is Brian Grin. I'm a certified health coach, trainer, and author. And this podcast is for middle-aged men and women looking to optimize their health and get their bodies back to what it once was 10 to 15 years ago. I will give you simple, actionable items to get long-term sustainable results. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. All right. Welcome to the Get Lean, Eat Clean podcast. My name is Brian Grin. I hope you had a great weekend. Happy Tuesday if you're listening to this on Tuesday. And hopefully you listened to my last interview with Sarah Banta. Uh, we discussed um, all things. Gosh, we talked about a lot of different things. Immune support with this her Scalar Silver product. Um, we talked about accelerated keto. And um, yeah, she had an interesting take on a lot of different topics. So I definitely recommend listening to that. Hopefully you like my micro podcasts. My last one was, what is your reason why? And I really think that's, that should be the, like the bedrock of your fitness and health goals is that, sh- that is what should drive you on a day-to-day basis to get to where you want to go, whether it's, you know, um, get off prescription meds or be able to play with your kids or your grandkids. You know, that's what really drives all of this. And um, today I wanted to touch on, you know, how you should structure your fitness goals throughout the week, your fitness routine. And we talk a lot about routines when with a sleep routine, a, um, a morning routine. Uh, my buddy, Brad Kearns has been going big into a morning routine. And I love that. I think those, uh, when you have structured routines to start your day and to end your day, I think it just sets you off on a great note in the beginning of the day. And then at the end of the day to get a great night's sleep. So now I want to talk about exercise routines. How should you structure that? You know, should you just be jumping on an elliptical every day and doing 45 minutes of cardio? No, (laughs) uh, I think that's pretty well known out there that that could be a waste of time. So let's, let's touch on, I'm going to, I'm going to sort of give you my thoughts as far as how I structure my workout routines and has changed over the years. For a while, I used to work out and lift three days a week um, and which was great. But now I find that I've tried to get a little bit more volume through the week. Um, For example, like I used to just do legs once a week. And I think you're leaving something on the table especially if you've been doing fitness for a while to try to get a little more volume. When I say volume, I say not necessarily how many reps you're getting, but the amount of times you're doing that body part per week. And I think if you can aim for two, I think that would be great. So two leg days, two upper body days. Um, my interview with, um, Eugene Loki episode 153, we really talk about, we talk, get into a little bit about programming and structuring workouts and, Uh, One of the things we talked about was, you know, four weekly training sessions would be a good place to start. Um, And this would be, you know, like upper body, lower body, you could do, you could also do push pull. Um, But let's just say for, for what I've been doing right now, it's been upper lower um, and then rest and then upper lower. So giving yourself 48 hours of rest between that body part is important. So if you do legs on Monday, I would say at the minimum, the next time you're going to do legs is Wednesday. So that'll give you a couple of days rest. Um, I typically do, you know, Monday, Tuesday, 
upper lower rest Wednesday and then Thursday, Friday. Now, if you could work that in, that'd be great. I mean, at four days of, of, of weekly strength training is, is a great place to start and doing, um, you know, as far as sets, how many sets, you know, he talked about 12 to 20 hard sets per muscle group. So that would be, if you did, you know, like squat, like some type of, uh, let's just say a deadlift hip hinge, that would be, you know, three sets of three sets of deadlifts, three sets of, um, let's say single leg deadlifts. So that's, that's, that's six sets right there. And if you do that twice a week, that's 12, if that makes sense. So if you're doing, you know, some type of bench and then, um, you know, three sets of bench and then three sets of, um, incline, you know, that's hitting a similar, that's hitting chest six times, right? That would be three and three. And then another six, the next time that's 12 hard sets. So I think that's a good protocol. So like I said, four days a week of weekly training sessions would be great. Um, and splitting it up upper lower or push pull, however you want to do that. Um, you know, that would be with 40 hours of rest between your, your, let's just say your upper and your lower. So hopefully you get that. Um, once you get past strength training, I think it's important to sprinkle in a little bit of, well, for one, I think low level cardio is just a great thing to do every day. Not chronic, not like, you know, running on miles and miles and miles, but just some type of low level, you know, low level, low intensity cardio. Um, you don't, doesn't have to be hours, right? It just could be um, going for a walk after meals, I think is a great habit to get into. You blunt the blood sugar response, you help with digestion. I love taking walks after I actually plan my dog's walks around my meals, um, at least for two of them, because I probably have about two meals a day. Uh, and then, so, and we always do a morning walk, um, great for digestion. So great for blunting, uh, that blood sugar and insulin response. So I think that's something that should be a daily habit. If you can do that along with that, if you want to bring a little bit of intensity into the mix, you can, um, you know, so there's, there's, uh, you know, obviously sprinting has been lauded as like a primal workout, right? Um, I think you can sprint in many ways. It doesn't have to be on the ground. It could be on a bike. It could be in a pool. It could be, um, on a treadmill. Um, I do it occasionally on a bike. Um, I have a rogue echo bike. If you ever, I did post it on YouTube, I not YouTube, I posted on Instagram. So you can check that out on my, my Instagram. It was a little while ago. Maybe I'll do another one. <laughs> it's uh, looks a little crazy, but you know, I, I do those, I would say once every one all out sprint session, maybe once every seven to 10 days. So this, again, you know, this is a, you're creating a bit of a stressful environment for your body. You don't need to do this all the time, but there could be a cascade of positive effects, anything from hormonal and gene expression events, um, that can promote muscle development, fat loss, and also increase energy and alertness. So there's a lot of positive benefits of doing these all out sprints. Now, this doesn't mean you do a sprint and then you rest for 15 seconds. This means, so let me just tell you what a typical, uh, sprint workout would, would consist of. And, um, I had an interview with, and the name is I'm drawing a blank. Maybe I'll look up the episode, but four to six sprints, 
Okay. They're not long sprints. We're talking like eight to 30 seconds and 30 seconds. I actually think is maybe even too long. Let's say eight to 20 seconds. That's it. Um, I'll do those on the bike. Um, but the key is, okay. These four to six sprints that you're doing is you are explosive. You're developing explosive power. This is max physical energy output and you're resting, but you're resting enough so that you can do your next effort the same way. So however long that rest is going to take you, you take that time. I mean, I think I rest probably about at least a minute 30 between. So maybe I do a 15 second sprint rest, rest a minute 30, then do that again, because each four to six sprint has to be the same amount of effort. Um, and there's been some scientific studies that confirm that high intensity sprinting is a very effective form of physical exercise to promote fat reduction. Um, it accelerates fat metabolism, improves, improves insulin sensitivity. So definitely look into that. I mean, if you've never, ever done anything like this, you definitely want to ease your way into it. Right. But, um, creating this, these all out sessions and you don't, again, you could do it every 10 days. Um, is a great way to help accelerate fat metabolism. So, so, so we, so we got strength training, we got some sprinting, right. Which could be done on a bike, in a pool, on a treadmill. Um, and then from there, I mean, really, I think low level cardio, like the walking and stuff that can be done every day. If you want to do maybe something a little bit more structured, of, of an aerobic workout, you know, some hiking or hiking or swimming or something. Um, I wouldn't do it in a chronic pattern in the sense that, you know, you, it's a few hours a, re, a week of some type of aerobic workout. Um, but uh, maximum aerobic heart rate of 180 minus your age. So for me, let's just say, well, I'm turning 42 today, actually, <laughs> which I'm recording this on a Monday, but you're going to be listening to it on a Tuesday and I'm turning 42. So 180 minus 42 is 138. So that would be, I did hope I did that right. I did. That would be my max aerobic heart rate. If I did some type of structure jogging, um, and that would be, um, that would be a way to, to get your most bang for your buck as far as maximizing fat burning. So I think a lot of people think go hard and go home. I don't think you need to on in an aerobic session. Um, that's going to be, let's just say 30 to 45 minutes. I think 180 minus age is a good place to start. Uh, this could be on a bike as well. You can go up a mountain, whatever you want to do, but this would be a good way to, to sort of monitor your aerobic workouts. Um, and then, you know, if you're having joint issues or if not, I, you've heard me talk about the X3, I think some type of variable resistance would be great, especially, especially for the 40 plus, um, group, um, X3 is something I've been using. There's a link. Um, there's, there should be a link in the show notes, uh, or if you're watching on YouTube, it should be there as well. We can get a little bit of a discount, but I love variable resistance, um, easier on the joints because essentially you are with variable resistance, you are stronger in the areas where it's more difficult and you are weaker. And when your joints are at sort of, um, a more, um, let's see, like a weaker position, it's easier to do. So if you just think of a shoulder press, if you're watching this on YouTube, when you got the bar right on your chest and you're going to press straight up, right in a vertical sense, 
you're getting stronger as you're pushing up because your body, your, your arm is extended. I mean, your arms are an extended position, almost like almost locked. That's when you're at your strongest, right? We've all, we've always seen it people doing bench press where they hardly bring it down and push it back up. Well, that's because if they got it to their chest, they wouldn't be able to push it up. But with variable resistance, if you got that, if you, especially with the X3, if you got the bar to your chest, you'd be able to push it up because it's at its easiest point. A little harder to explain over a podcast and a YouTube episode, but um, I'll be sure to post more videos on my Instagram handle, bdgrin, um, and uh, show you what that's all about. So variable resistance is one way of doing strength training, but you can also do traditional lifts as well. And uh, as far as traditional lifts, I mean, gosh, you know, push-ups, pull-ups, squats, and planks, literally, you could probably just do those and be good to go. Push-ups, pull-ups, squats, and planks. Um, and you don't need anything, really. You don't need any, you know, gosh, I've, I've, I've done, I used to do pull-ups on a, on a, tr- a hanging, overhanging tree. I don't recommend that if it, the tree's not sturdy, but if you find a good tree, you could do push-up, pull-ups on that. Um, so you can, you can find ways to do this stuff um, and use your own body weight. The only other thing I'd add in is it just some type of mobility work. I mean, I'm a big golfer, so I think it's important to just stay mobile and it doesn't need mean you need to do an hour, hour and a half yoga class. I mean, I like to do that at least once a week, but you could do some mobility on your own, um, 10 minutes a day of some type of just, you know, low level yoga, uh, just to get the body moving. And, uh, this would be, I rec- you know, this would be something you could do every morning as part of your morning routine. So that's where, how I would structure it. And, you know, that's how I would structure your week. I would shoot for, you know, shoot for four strength training, shoot for maybe one type of high level sprints every 10 days, seven to 10 days, low level cardio. You could do walks. Walking every day is great. If you want to do a little bit more aerobic, I would just do max aerobic heart rate minus your age, which would be 180 minus your age. And you don't have to do this in any type of chronic pattern, but um, you could aim for a few hours a week of aerobic. So, and then add some type of complementary flexibility or mobility. And that could be 10 minutes every other day. So I don't know. Hope this helps. I've gotten some questions regarding how they should structure their week. That's a little bit of how I structure my week. I know it sounds, maybe sounds like a lot, but honestly, with your, with those four strength training sessions, if, especially if you do some type of, you know, X3 or variable resistance, it could literally be 20 minutes of that. Okay. Everyone can find 20 minutes throughout their day. Um, the low level cardio, you know, you can add that in, um, the walking obviously at least once a week, or you can structure that around meals and, and the mobility flexibility that could be a 10 minute in the morning or in the evening type of thing. So very doable. Let me know if you got any questions, Brian at BrianGrin.com. I hope you're liking the podcast. And if you do, uh, feel free to, um, give me a positive review. I would love that and, uh, pass this on to anyone you think who'd, who'd bet, get benefit from it. So there you have it. Hope you have a great rest of the week. Thanks so much for listening. And I will talk to you on Friday. Thanks for listening to the get lean, eat clean podcast. I understand there are millions of other podcasts out there and you've chosen to listen to mine. And I appreciate that. Check out the show notes at briangrin.com for everything that was mentioned in this episode. 
feel free to subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend or family member that's looking to get their body back to what it once was. Thanks again and have a great day.